the best of frantic times. Another Frantic Times podcast. Yay. Yeah, thank, hi. You, thank you yeah, for being yeah. here. Hey, hey, wait, hey, wait, hey. wait. Who are these guys here? Well, I'm Ringo. <laughs> and I'm I'm Rick Green. Look. I'm Shep. And I'm also Rick Green. And I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> we should introduce everybody oh, first. Yeah, okay. Okay. For real. I'm Dan Redican. I'm Paul Chatto. I'm Peter Wildman. And I'm Rick Green. And in uh, the first bunch of episodes, Peter and I hosted, and we're really excited to have the rest of the Frantics here. This is quite exciting. For yeah, the last, no, it's, it's, last it's five really shows. bringing me down. So yeah. it's, it's a it, nice balance. You're excited because, you know, Dan and I have a life and we've had to abandon it to come in here and stand near you. And it's just, it's, it's awkward. But anyway. Okay, so yep. what's our what's our first sketch? Tell us a story, Rick. This first sketch takes place in a place you don't want to be trapped with someone who has any kind of bodily function problems, an elevator. And I think we all have stories about each other we can share on that topic. But this was uh, this was the character Bill from Bala, a legendary character in his own mind. And this is Bill on the elevator doing what my father was able to do, strike up a conversation with anyone about anything, whether they wanted it or not. And he made your mum pregnant. Well. <laughs> let's watch the fun, yeah. shall we? Let's, let's start the sketch now. <laughs> he made my mum pregnant? Hey, hey, going up? Yeah. Great, could you push the 18th floor for me? Yeah, sure. <sighs> Some weather we're having. Yeah, it's pretty rainy. Yeah. Well, they say it'll clear up by the weekend. It's funny, isn't it? Every time I get in an elevator with a stranger, the conversation's always about the weather. Well, yeah, I suppose. Let's talk about something else. Sure. Like, do you think fundamentalistic religious faith can abide in the light of 20th century scientific reality? (laughs) Um, sure. Sure, yeah. You really believe that? I mean, haven't theories of evolution and stellar formation negated Genesis? Well, offhand, I, um, I don't, well, of the Old Testament, okay, that's going to have to be reevaluated, but there is scientific evidence to support the New Testament, like the Shroud of Turin. The Shroud of Turin. Yes. The radiocarbon dating and chemical analysis has not resolved the validity of the Shroud in the eyes of most contemporary scholars. Oh, I beg to differ. And what about the geological evidence of strata that may have been deposited during a great flood? Oh, by searching for evidence, researchers violate the basic precepts of the scientific method. Oh, now, come on. It could have rained for 40 days and 40 nights. That's possible. Oh, there's no known meteorological theory to account for it, and so we're left with stupid, blind faith. Well, it's rained the last six days right here. Yeah, well, on and off, but they say it's going to clear by the weekend. It is? It's going to clear? Well, some weather we've been having, you know. This is my floor. Yeah, Yeah, see you later. Media consumer land, this is Dr. Wallaby Goldfarb with another heaping helping of scientific knowledge. Lately, there's been talk of sending a Canadian up in the space shuttle. Sounds feasible as long as Air Canada doesn't do the refueling. <laughs> Are Canadians suited to space travel? Will we be able to fly through the wild blue yonder in a bulky spacesuit? Sure, ever see a drunken Canadian on a snowmobile? <laughs> 
A lot of other nationalities don't like space food, and they never get used to sucking synthetic protein from a plastic bag. But Canada has always been the home of McCain and Vashon. <laughs> the most dangerous part of space travel is the launch. The accelerating rockets create incredible G-forces, and the human body weighs five or six times what's normal. Well, Canadians are ahead of the game. We already weigh five or six times what's normal. <laughs> In space, the astronauts have no up or down, and there's barely enough sideways to go around. You can end up with your face in someone's armpit. Or worse. Or better. <laughs> the only way of getting around is by thrusting and grabbing. Speaking of thrusting and grabbing, my assistant Anita says that we won't mind overcrowding in the space shuttle's cabin. That's one room that's used as the bathroom, the shower, the dining area, the kitchen, and for sleeping. In Canada, we call that a bachelor apartment. <laughs> As for the space shuttle toilet, it won't bother us to use a wall-mounted toilet. If you've ever been in a bar in Calgary on a Saturday night, you know Canadians aren't embarrassed about relieving themselves into a hole in the wall. In fact, the space shuttle will seem like luxury first because we won't have to punch the hole in the wall to, in the first place. Yes, Canadians do have the right stuff for space, but the Americans don't really care. You see, the space shuttle has made space flight so routine that the only requirements the Americans ask is that the astronauts have a university degree, fairly good health, and a bit of drive and curiosity. And six Canadians qualified. Think about it. <laughs> So there are four of us here, and we're crammed in very tight. And uh, and I I asked the question, Dan, Rick, have you been listening to the podcast? And who's your favorite? <laughs> uh, what uh, uh, the, uh, I have been listening to a podcast, <laughs> and Jimmy Man, is my favorite. There's more than one. They've got more than one podcast That's now. That is fantastic. Uh, yes, enjoy them. And who's my favorite? Really? It's, uh, it's, it's Paul. It's Paul. Thank sure, you. it's Paul. You, you, lie, you lie like Trump's. <laughs> yeah, but he's waving $20 bills. Never mind. Go on without me. Go on without me. Actually, it's the name of this sketch. Enjoy. Duck! Ah, I've been hit. Sarge, Sarge, you okay? My leg, I can't move it. Save yourselves. Don't think about me. You better go on without me, all of you. Go on without me. Leave me. Yeah, okay. Selfish bastards! It's a 20-second sketch. We're back already. Okay, so uh, Canadian Secret Service, uh, what's really interesting about this is that the Russian theme is exactly concurrent with what's going on now in the United States. I think this is very cool. Yeah, I think it was, it was interesting because it was the beginning of the Canadian Secret Service around then, wasn't it? Like, yeah, they didn't really yeah, have one yeah, before. What, was, what, what did we have before CSIS? They just uh, told stories about each other. <laughs> And then they, then eventually they moved on to the spy versus spy. They had a black guy and a white guy from Mad, and the Mad Magazine sued them. So then they had to come up with the. Ceases. I thought the get smart phase was the best. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was hilarious. Yes, chief. Yes, Miss Jones. Mr. Alders, there are two people here to see you about becoming spies for the Canadian Secret Service. Then what are they doing here? They want to talk to you. Me. What have I got to do with Canada's secret service? Sir, you're the head of it. No, I'm not. I'm an importer of party novelties. No, that's just your cup. Oh, right. Knock, knock. Who's there? Amos. Amos who? A mosquito bit me. That's better. 
Remember to use code. You can't trust anyone these days. Well, there are two people wanting to become spies. Well, might as well send them in. Please go in. Uh, I am Ivan Petrov Hutchison. And I am Petra Ivanov Burton. Okay, well, listen, uh, why don't the two of you pull up some crates, have a seat? We're uh, still sitting up here. Oh, we thought Canadian Intelligence Agency has been going for several months. Well, uh, it's, it's a secret. Um, can you keep a secret? Oh, da. 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 <laughs> well, we set up a party novelty importing business as a cover, but it really caught on. So we put the intelligence business on the back burner and... <laughs> And we've just started hiring spies now. We know. How did you find out? Oh, we read the big article in Saturday edition of Ottawa Citizen. Oh, yes. <laughs> it was very good, I thought. The picture didn't do you justice. Why, oh, th thank you. <laughs> Excuse me for um, prying. Oh, maybe it's, it's none of my business, but the, uh, the both of you are um, Russian, right? Duh. Duh. Soviet Russian? Da. da. Commie Soviet Russian enemy Russian? Da. da. I thought I could detect a bit of an accent there. Oh, you're very good. Oh. Well, it's a knack. <laughs> so, uh, you two want to join Canada's secret intelligence agency? Yes. You'd make good double agents. No, we want to spy on you for KGB. Oh. Oh, 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 <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, you know, with the rush around here and that new shipment of rubber whodunits that just came in, my mind is all over the place. Did, did I miss something here? Look, Kane, you're just starting out. It would be a gesture of goodwill if you hire us. I mean, save both sides needless expense and time. Well, uh... The real problem here is that we have to hire Canadians. And um, you people are dirty, dirty bad guys. Ken, how long do you think it would take us to infiltrate your organization? I don't know. So far, it's just myself. Oh, and my secretary, Miss Pushkinoff McCluskey. Hire us. Look, you'll save sending in people later. No. I'm supposed to be fighting you. We're just going to have to blackmail all your sex deviants like we do to the British Circuit Service. Well, what if none of our people are deviants? This is Ottawa, Ken. <laughs> okay, okay, but what kind of qualifications, what experience do you have? Don't worry, Ken. Ivan and I have 13 years with the RCMP. Very impressive. <laughs> towels here? Oh, that's great, great. Coming, coming. Hello. Is this Steve? Steve Haberford? Yeah. It, it is Steve. Brothers and sisters, it is Steve. Hello. Harry Steve. Harry Steve. Hello. 
Who is this? Is, are this Bert's kids? No, 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 we believe in you, Steve. Forgive us. Forgive you? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, I, I forgive you. Now bug off! Nut bars. The world's full of nut bars. Oh, I'm much too much for one girl alone. I'm a... Oh, come on. It's Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming. I should take that damn thing off the hook. Hello. The long cloud comes from the north. What? The lamb lies with the lion. It is a sign. What? Oh, great Steve. The virgin shall be sacrificed into the volcano. Into the volcano? Okay, great. Why don't you jump in, too, while you're at it? Boy. I'm taking this thing off the hook. Maybe I can get a shower. Oh, no. Me without a towel. Use a phone book, I guess. Are you Steve? Who are you three guys, Shriners? You are the chosen ones! Oh, did I win the Kiwanis lottery? Look, I'm not interested. Oh, we bring you gold, frankincense, and man. Free samples, right? No, look, whatever you're selling, I don't want it. Yeah, they paid more. It is Steve. Enter the house hey, of Steve. Get, get back. Oh, this is embarrassing. Oh, get back. Show us the way, Steve. Show us the way. You want the way? Okay, there's the way out. Put out that incense. Stop it. Football game. Now get those mules out of my living room. Aww. Oh, are you not Steve Havley Ford? Yes, but I. Do you not work at Speedy Muffler? Yes, I do, but I. Oh, you, are, you are not the Messiah? No, no, no. I am the Messiah, but it's my day off. Come back tomorrow and I'll perform miracles. Now get out of here now. Oh, yes, Steve. Oh, yes, 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 get out. And don't trip before 10. I'll be sleeping in. Go! These moonlight jobs are more trouble than they're worth. hearing problem? No, sir. Right. I'm your drill sergeant. In two months, you are going to hate my guts, but you will be Marines, right? Yes, sir. I can't hear you. Ah, sign language. That's better. <laughs> you. What's your name, boy? Smith. James. Private. First class. Nine, eight, three, three, four, seven. Pisces, sir. I am... <laughs> I am not an officer. You do not call me sir. Yes, ma'am. That's better. <laughs> now, chance. Back straight. Suck in that gut. Eyes forward. 
Nostrils flared. Lips stretched. Gallbladder inflamed. Not fast enough. Run the obstacle course. Yeah, hop, 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 What's your name, boy? Parts, Donald, Private, First Class, Toss your cookies? <laughs> did you heave? Did you upchuck? Yes, yes, I did. <laughs> you did? <laughs> you ralphed? You, you did the Technicolor yawn? Yes. <laughs> you drove the porcelain bus? Yes. <laughs> you spoke long distance to Beulah? Yes, <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> you tossed. Yes, y- yes, doctor, I was sick to my stomach. <laughs> I see. Some nausea. <laughs> and. How have your movements been? Did you go? Did you squeeze yes. a loaf? Yes, I did. Did you do a big one? Yes. Did you drop yes. one? Ah. And now uh, here's Paul with his theory on frantic sketches and business. <clears throat> well, n- coming up next is business meeting. And one of the interesting things about the frantics is that we always had this 1950s view of, you know, men in a boardroom, a woody boardroom, always talking like this. So we never changed at all. I don't know why. Well, that to be was. fair, that's really how it was. And yeah. it still is. And don't forget, we were born in the 30s. So for us, the 50s was when we were in, when we ran corporations and stuff. So I'm very happy they wheeled me into my iron lung here so I could do this particular show. <laughs> okay, so this one is called business meeting sex letters. Oh, now they'll listen because we had sex. He said sex. And letters. <laughs> letters. French letters. <laughs> Smithers. Jenkins. Willoughby. Jenkins. Carvel. Jenkins. Willoughby. Smithers. Carvel. Willoughby. JB. All right. Though that you've all said each other's names, I'd like to call to order this board meeting of the buyout, takeover, and squash holding company. Be seated. <clears throat> We'll start out this meeting with a reading from the company Bible, Atlas Shrugged by Ayn Rand. (laughs) Smithers, 
We who were the living buffers between you and the nature of your creed are no longer there to save you from the effects of your chosen beliefs. Amen. Amen. Nothing like a little right-wing rhetoric to get the blood flowing, amen. Right, right Jamie. Uh, Smithers, I notice your suit is slightly grayer than everyone else's. Perhaps you'd better leave. Yes, JB. I consider myself to be a fair and liberal man, but in fact, I'm a dried-up fascist. <laughs> Very good. Now I call on our comely treasurer, Mr. Jenkins, to tell us how much money we have. Thank you, JB. As our last fiscal analysis, uh, we have more than we could possibly imagine. Mm-hmm. Uh, does that include our wealth beyond comprehension? Ah, uh, no, JB. Including our wealth beyond comprehension and our vast gluttonous holdings, I would say we have a grand total of unbelievable and wasteful riches. No, Mr. Willoughby, how are we doing in the East? We now own everything in the East and are still acquiring. Uh, excuse me, Will, uh, but how can we still be acquiring if we have everything? We are buying what we already own just to keep in practice. Ah, uh, very good. good. Very good. Will thought out. Very masculine delivery, too. I worked it out in the bathroom, JB. <laughs> so now, Carvel, how are things going in the universe? It's uh, very fluid at this point. You mean? Well, I would say distortions in the fabric of reality are appearing, which could spell the end of the universe as we know it. But what does it mean in dollars and cents? If we sell big, we could come out ahead. Um, how is that possible? Well, I think I, I think I can best answer that by admitting I really have no concept of what I'm talking about, but uh, I do love the lifestyle of a disgustingly wealthy executive. Oh, yeah. Good. Very well admitted, Carvel. I like honesty in an executive. Thank you, sir. And nighties, JB. You like nighties on your executives. All right, all right. No sense in making an issue out of every perversion. <laughs> Excuse me, sirs. How did she get in here? Uh, the door, sir. It's just over there. Oh, well, uh, what do you want, young lady? I own one small share of the buyout, takeover, and squash holding company. I want to speak to the president. That's me. Buyout, takeover, and squash holding junior. Is that your father on the wall behind you? Yes, I had him stuffed when he died. <laughs> um, before he died, sir. Not now, Chuck. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Even though I'm just one small shareholder, I'm going to worm my way into your hearts by smiling and adjusting my bra. Judy, Judy, Judy Holiday. Sing us a song, Judy. Well, I had no idea I would be asked to sing. I thought you'd just want me to juggle into a dog act. Dog act! Oh, no, Isla Capri! A chocolate sandwich! Roman candle! Dear Frantic Times, I object to the sexual undercurrent in the last sketch. I feel that a woman adjusting her Playtex support wear in front of a group of men is a situation that is rife with carnal innuendo. Now, don't get me wrong, sex is a wonderful thing, so I'm told. But it is not something to be snickered at and hinted at. Let's see two people doing it right out in the open. Ooh la la. Dear Frantic Times, I object to the previous letter. 
the idea of two people, being they consenting adults or members of parliament or juveniles, engaged in this sort of behavior is not, repeat, not acceptable. Perhaps a nice old-fashioned romantic scene between a man and a woman would be in order. Dear sirs, the idea of a romantic scene between a man and a woman who are not married is objectionable. When are we going to see something about relations within the confines of traditional marriage? And whatever happened to Mr. Canoehead? <laughs> Dear sirs, the idea of relations in a marriage unless it is to produce children is objectionable to me. So I don't want anyone to hear about it. Sex is not for pleasure. If God had wanted us to enjoy sex, I wouldn't have married Arnold. Dear Frantic Times, I'm Arnold. And the idea of discussing our problems... Your problems, Arnold. My problems is offensive, objectionable, and a real ratings grabber. Dear Thurth, I object to the previous two letters. Oh, and to the one about four back. Yes, that one. The idea of sex to produce more children is objectionable to me. The earth is crowded enough. In fact, it's crowded in here with all these letter writers. Dear sirs, I object to these crowded conditions. Well, I, well, I don't object. Move oh, over. It's my I turn on the typewriter. I object to both of you. Oh, well, I object. Let me get the typewriter. Oh, really? Oh, 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 oh. Dear sirs, I think we can all agree we'd like to hear a skit that uses the word spread eagle in it. Yeah. I'm Tom Little of Tom Little Motors. The 83 Panther Z20s are on the lot. We're offering cash rebates, 30-day money-back trials, free option powertrain warranty, high trade-ins, no payments till March of 85, and no one's buying. So we're asking you to buy a car from us out of pity. Just listen to my six-year-old daughter, Tammy. Please buy a car from my daddy. My mommy cries at night because daddy is drinking again. And we have no money for new clothes. So please buy, shop around, have a look at the fat cat Japanese dealers. Then come into Tom Little Motors, have a coffee, it's only 10 cents a cup, and see our sad little bunny faces. Tammy will be here crying, help dry her tears, and drive off in a new overpriced pathetic Panther Z20. Thank you. Thank you so much. God bless us, everyone. This is Vern Speakeasy for Frantic Times Entertainment in Hollywood. A new disaster epic starring Lee Marvin, Brenda Vaccaro, Orson Welles, and James Earl Jones is being filmed by director John Huston. I spoke with Lee Marvin about the film. Lee, is this your first time working with John Huston? Can you describe the film for us? Oh yeah, Thank you, Lee. John Huston, why James Earl Jones for this film? Uh-huh. Uh, yes, I see. Uh, Brenda Vaccaro, are you enjoying working with all these baritones? 
You don't say. What's the name of this film? I'm sorry, I didn't catch that. What was that again? Avalanche. Avalanche? Oh, avalanche! And what sets off the avalanche in the movie? thought it would get here, but it's the end of the show. What? Already? Thank God. Yeah, well, that's this is up. my favorite part of every show. Start up my helicopter, I'm off. No, you can't helicopter off yet. Oh. Uh, this song is scary because uh, we're old. <laughs> yes, but jokes about old people are getting less and less funny every year. <laughs> I know. This is really funny when we, back when we were 25 and we recorded this. Yeah, yeah. Now, now not so much. Now not so much. It's called Senior Surfers uh, and... Uh, Can you guess the premise? (laughs) (laughs) If you're over 65 and you're still alive And you used to ride the surf off of Malibu Get your Fairmount Ford and your old surfboard Cause you know surf is up 23 skidoo All the boys think it's a bore playing euchre anymore And the gals are fed up with crochet so grab your flannel bikini and your trust if it's teeny. Throw away your medication and play because we're senior surfers and we're surfing still. We polished our surfboards and we made out our will. We're senior surfers and we're showing our age with our suntan lotion and our preparation. So polish up your dentures for beach blanket adventures And you can be my geriatric baby Baby. We'll dance to old tunes and eat burgers with prunes Cause like the temperature we're all in our 80s You can't see our liver spots when we get a tan You ought to see us surfing on our bedpans We love to ride the waves and impress our nurse With support hose on so our veins don't burst because we're senior surfers and we're surfing still We wear five sweaters so we don't get a chill We're senior surfers and we party real late We gotta be in bed by a quarter to eight Our senior, senior surfers A senior, senior surfers The Best of Frantic Times was written and performed by The Frantics. Paul Chowder, Rick Green, Dan Redigan, and Peter Wildman. That's me! With special guests Maggie Butterfield, Mag Ruffman, and Carolyn Scott. Hello, hello, hello! Original... <laughs> oh my god, they have aged horribly. Original CBC production by Dave Milligan with sound effects by Kathy Perry and Anton Zabo. Remember him? Real, no, the Best of Frantic Times podcast was produced by Derek Welsman. Derek Welsman. Derek, I'll give you some Derek, options Derek, on your name there. Variations. Derek Wilson! Get ahead!